today. We are in week three of our series called Ask More and Get Less, where the series that we're going to be talking about, this series, we're going to be asking questions in our lives. We're going to pose questions for our lives, and the hope is to ask more for us to have less regret in life. So the thing about this series that I love is that it poses questions that can be uncomfortable in the moment, right? Because if we want to truly ask more so that way we have less regrets, some of the questions are going to be uncomfortable, if we can all agree today, right? And so case in point, Pastor Jim asked us, am I being honest with myself last week? And, it, and at face value, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm being honest with myself. But if we truly, truly ask ourselves, am I being 100% honest with myself? That can be a hard question to answer. It's a deep-cutting question because if you think overall, yeah, like I'd say I'm pretty honest with myself, right? But if we, every aspect of our lives, are we being honest? Am I being honest with my true self? That's a deep question. And so... We're going to pose some more questions today. I want to pose one to you, and we kind of mentioned it before, but I really wanted to dive in and dissect this question today, and I'm going to sound like a broken record today. It's okay, right? So, because as I was typing my notes out this week, and I was getting some stuff onto paper, I was like, man, I've said this phrase like a thousand times. Well, I've typed it, or typed it. I've typed this a thousand times, and I'm like, man, they're going to be like, what is going on? So we're going to be talking about legacy, right? Legacy, and the legacy question is, what story do I want to tell? What story do I want to tell? Don't worry, you'll hear that like 10,000 more times, but the question is, what story do I want to tell? We can all agree today, church, that we all have a testimony. Regardless of good or bad, we all are writing stories in the here and now. In our testimony is the story of our lives. Regardless of good or bad, we tell a story, our lives tell a story to people. And the question that gets posed today is, what story do you want to tell? What do you want your life to say about you? Deep question, right? So you're asking yourselves, how does one write a story? How does, one, how does their life tell a story? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. See, every decision you make becomes a permanent part of your story. Every decision that you make is a permanent addition to your story. It's a permanent part. See, our lives are made up of decisions. Every day we go through life, we have a decision to make. It could be as little as, what kind of toothpaste am I buying? Or it could be as big as, should we refinance the house? But regardless of it, we have decisions to make every day. 
And I know what you're saying. You're saying every decision, Pastor, every decision. Are you saying every decision I make is part of my life? Like even if I'm in the toothpaste aisle and like I'm trying to figure out if I should get cinnamon or spearmint, I'm like, listen, as long as you're in the aisle, that's all that matters and you're trying to buy it. But see, the thing is, we need to take every decision seriously because if the question that is posed is what story do you want to tell and all of our decisions make up a story for our lives, then we should take time, right? So if we ask what story do you want to tell, the good news is you get to choose how your story is written. You get to choose how your story is written. Not by your words, but by your decisions and your actions. Because with every decision, you make your story continue. So, you get to make the decision on how your story is written. Not your neighbor, not your wife, not your kids. They have a part, but in all comes down to you. And if you haven't already guessed the theme of today that we're going to be talking about, your decisions matter. Plain and simple. They matter in the sense that you are telling a story of your life, and if your decisions are affecting that, your decisions are going to matter in the big picture on how you tell your story. See, the thing that I want us to know is that your decisions have consequences. Consequences, and they have impact. Doesn't matter if they're good or bad, right or wrong. Your decisions have consequences. Could be good consequences, could be bad consequences. So, when making decisions of any magnitude, you owe it to yourself to pause Look ahead and ask, what story do I want to tell? See, whenever we're faced with a decision now, church, after today, that's, I want that to be ingrained in your brain because it's ingrained in mine because I've typed it 10,000 times. But see, the thing that I want us to understand today is when we go to make those decisions, when we go to make those big decisions, we have to pause and ask ourselves, right? So we have to look ahead to say, how is this decision going to affect me in the long term? But really, the overall question that we're asking ourselves in those moments when we pause is, what story is this going to tell down the road? Right? Because as people, we look at the here and now. As humans, we look at just what, how is this going to affect me now? Right? How is this going to affect me in five minutes? How is this going to affect me tomorrow? Right? What are the outcomes? What are the options? What are, what, are, what, are my, what are my options in this scenario? But we need to ask ourselves, how is this going to affect us down the road? How is this going to affect us in 10 years? How is this going to reflect me in five years? We have to ask ourselves, how is this going to alter our story or my story? See, the thing about the decision that is so important is, is once the decision is made, it's over and done with. 
Once you've decided something, it is over and done with, and then it just becomes a part of your story. And so the goal of this series is to ask more, get less. Wow, use the sermon series tagline. Let's, I'm on one. So here's the thing. If we ask more and get less, that is the goal. So because of the magnitude and the severity of what's in balance, I believe that we need to take this seriously. Because I believe, as a church family, as a church congregation, we all want to write a good story. That we all want to look at life, we all want to tell our life stories, and we want it to be a good story. Case in point, I want us to tell stories without skipping chapters. I want us to be able to tell a story, your story, without skipping a chapter, like, oh, this was... This was high school Bailey. We're going we gonna to forget about that one, right? This was college Bailey. Halfway through, he did all right, but we're going to skip the first half, right? I want us to ask ourselves questions so that way when we tell our story to people, we don't skip chapters. We don't have to skip chapters. We are not ashamed of our story. And if I can be honest with you, Currently, we all have those chapters. We all have those chapters in life that we skip, right? We'll be talking about life, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, like, we'll skip that one. It's not, it's not important to the story. It was a side thing, wild times. But we all have them. But the goal is to move forward and to have less of those chapters. And that is why we need to pose the question to ourselves, what story do I want to tell? Because if we ask that more and we take a look at how that is going to impact us in the future and we stop to think, the goal, the hope, is to have less regret, to have less chapters in our story that we want to skip. And if we're being honest, I had those chapters in my life Yeah, I had, those, I had those moments in my life, embarrassing, disappointing. I mean, I looked like this in high school. Well, first things first, what's up with that hair? Jeez. Um, so, but I had those moments in life. That was me. Now look like you didn't, you wouldn't even, if I put that up there, you'd be like, who is that? Right? Um, so, but in that picture, talking to someone about it the other day, they're like, what was high school Bailey like? I'm like, Ugh. right? I was, I was, I was a punk. Like, look at that face. Like, but see, I have chapters in my life that I wish could be rewritten. Obviously, they can't be. They are forever a part of my story. And there are moments in my life that I wish I didn't have to say in my life story in these chapters, especially as a teenager. But what God has done, basically I asked myself, is that he said, how is this, basically I asked myself, how do I want my story to be told? And God has been using me 
to help our teenagers. Help our teenagers because in that moment when I was a teenager, I wish I had somebody to say, hey, 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 how's this going to affect you in the long run? Because trust me, high school Bailey did not care, right? I would walk into, I would walk into college meetings where they would like have like the, it'd be in high, the senior year, they'd have like their presentation, like come to our college. I would walk in and say, hey, what's your football team like? They're like, I don't have a football team. I'm like, all right, cool. And just leave because they didn't have a football team. Like, if I had a mentor that was like, hey, you should probably look at all colleges because it's not all about football, right? But those are some areas that I wish in my life, in my story, is I wish I had somebody there for me. And now, as I continue to write my story, this chapter is I'm going to be there for the teenagers. I'm going to be there for our church. I'm going to be here on Sunday on Father's Day to say, hey, what kind of story do we want us to tell? See, the thing that we need to understand, and we're going to get into it in Scripture, is all decisions matter. All decisions hang in the balance. See, Genesis 37 through 47 talks about a teenager faced with multiple decisions. And the ultimate question in the story is, what kind of life do I want to have? What kind of story do I want to tell through my life? See, Genesis, talks about a, Genesis 37 talks about a guy named Joseph. High fashion kind of guy, right? Coat of many colors. And he had 11 other brothers that were older. He had 11 older brothers. And his father Jacob loved him more than those 11 older brothers. Hence, high fashion, the coat of many colors. And he showed it. He was like, hey, this, hey guys, like here's, here's your coats. Oh, by the way, Joseph, here's this. Is that Gucci? Like, right? Like, come on, you guys are sleeping on me today. So, but he has a coat of many colors, and his brothers know Joseph's the favorite. We continue, to, we continue the narrative, right? Joseph was going by his father's command to check on his brothers. And his brothers don't like him because he's the dad's favorite. He is his dad's favorite. And so when he went to go tell, or when he reported back to his dad, he did not give good reports back to his dad. Hey, dad, they're back there. They're messing around. They were saying some mean stuff to me, right? So the dad's like, go check on him again, Joseph. Homeboys roll up, and his brothers decide to act on a feeling they've been having towards their dad and to their brother. They decided to kill his, their brother, to kill Joseph. But as Joseph rolls up onto the scene, they kind of chicken out, and they decide, well, we're just going to throw him in a well until they can muster up the courage to kill him. And if we could just take a pause in this story, and we're going to hit this first point here. See, it is crucial to think through our decisions because they have a direct influence 
on others. See, no matter what, your decisions have an impact on you and on others. Case in point, if they would have asked, what story do I want to tell? I doubt the brothers would have said, I want to have a chapter about murdering my brother. Their decision impacts Joseph's life, obviously. They want to kill him. So, to put it more into practical terms for us today, your decisions have influence. They have impact. They have a direct impact. One thing that I can think of for this is parenting or family decisions. As parents, our decisions, I get to say ours now because it had to be, y'all. So, our decisions impact our children. For instance, my parents were never married. My parents never got married, never, you know, we never had a seat at the family table together, right? A decision they made impacted me, impacted their child. So, good, bad, or ugly decisions have a direct impact on our lives. So my parents not deciding to get married now is a part of my story, right? It is a part, it is a chapter in my life that I know all too well. So we have to take time to actually ask ourselves, how is this going to look when time comes, in 10 years, in 15 years, in 28 years when your son is preaching on Sunday and he gives you a shout out? Um, Sorry, mom and dad. Um, so we continue with Joseph. Good news, his brothers don't kill him. They just decide to sell him into slavery instead. I'll take the alternative, right? But it's not really much of a better outcome, but he gets sold into slavery. Joseph ends up with a guy named Potiphar. Potiphar was captain of Pharaoh's palace guard. So Potiphar's big deal. We can all agree on that. He bought Joseph at the auction And see, Joseph is faced with a decision. How do I respond? Do I try to run away? Do I try to get out of this place, to get back with my family? Do I try to work as little as possible? They bought me for 10 cents. I ain't working more than 5 cents worth of work, right? Do I try to do as little as possible because I don't like the situation that I'm in? Or do I throw everything into this because my story is going to show that I'm a hard worker? My story is going to show that I don't give up. My story shows that God has placed me here. And even though his decisions of others got him into this mess, he is still in control of his story. Regardless of the things that happen in our lives, regardless of the mess, regardless of the bad decisions people make that permanently affect you, you are still in control of your story. So 
Let me put it in today's terms for you. When people's decisions intersect into your life, impact your life, to even change your life, you decide how to respond. Because even though their decision, well, let me rephrase that. Even though it was their decision, it is now a part of your story, but you are the ultimate person to decide how you write it into your story. So, oh, this person did me wrong. This person did me dirty. So I'm just going to mope about it. I'm just going to sit there and go, oh, man. How can they do that to me? We're going to have a pity party on Saturday. Or, man, I'm going to make a post on Facebook so my 35 friends can see how bad they did me. I got 18 likes on it and four comments. Come on. Right? Oh, we're getting too homely here. Woo! Reading some mail today. Or you can say, this is a part of my story, but it won't define my story. You can say, it could be a chapter in the book, but it's not going to be the whole book. You can say, hey, this happened, you maybe get a sentence, because I decide how it's written into my life. See, look what happened to Joseph. Was not his decision. He did not say, I would like to be sold into slavery, please. His brothers sold him into slavery, and he got to decide how that plays out in his life. He got to decide what his story says about his time in slavery. And the story continues. Joseph is roughly 1920. Bible says he's a good-looking dude. Potiphar's wife starts tempting him. Hey, shawty. Right? Right? So she tries to seduce him. And time and time again, Time and time again, he says no. See, this is a life and death issue for Joseph, right? Do I say no and keep my life, right? Or do I say yes and, but see, if Potiphar found out, he's a goner. But here's a little, here's a little nugget for you. You're welcome. So, Potiphar had no idea what was going on at this point. Potiphar had no idea what his wife was doing. Because if he did, I'm probably sure he would say something. But he had no idea, and this was being done in secret. Joseph could have made that decision. After the 19th time, he could have been like, yeah. Because no one else is around. No one else knows what he's doing. No one else knows that she's here. But here's the thing, church. Even our private decisions won't remain private. Even our private decisions have public implication. Eventually, they will come to light in some way. Joseph knew that. Not only that, Joseph knew the story he wanted to tell. He knew that when you talk about the life of Joseph, adultery is not going to be in it. And so we continue on. He says, the Bible says, now Joseph was well-built and handsome. We covered that, right? 
And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. But he refused. He said, with, but he refused. With me in charge, he told her. My master does not concern him care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. He said, no. He said, nah, I ain't doing that. Because I'm writing a good story over here. Do I really want this to be a part? The answer is no. Because I've been entrusted with so much. I have a good story going. Why would I mess it up here? See, Potiphar's wife was mad, embarrassed, etc. She accused him of him doing the seducing. And what did Potiphar do? Threw him right into jail. Now, I know what you're thinking, pastor. Joseph is making all the right decisions, making them good. He's writing a good story. And he is still ended up a slave and ended up in prison. How does that make sense today? How does that make sense? We make all the good decisions and bad things still happen to us. But hear me today, church. Even when bad things happen, things might not go our way. Things might not go the way we had planned. Just know that your story isn't done. That this is just a sentence, a paragraph, a chapter in your life, but your story isn't over. See, God is still working on your behalf, regardless if you know it or not. If you're in a spot where you're like, I don't know how, I've been, making, I've been doing all the right things, and I'm just not getting where I need to be, God is still working on your behalf because you are here. God is moving. Because you are alive, God is working in your life. Do not give up on that. Joseph knows this. He knows God's working. Even though he's in prison, even though he's miles away from home and he's a slave, he knows my story isn't over, and I get to control how this happens. See, what, we, what he doesn't know in the moment, he spends years in prison. But God's moving, right? God is moving. And eventually, we read in Scripture, Joseph gets restored. Potiphar, but to Pharaoh. See, Pharaoh had a dream. And through... Joseph interpreting this dream, he gets appointed to be prime minister of Egypt. I mean, look at his resume, Joseph's resume. Comes into slavery under Potiphar. Works hard, works good, has the right-hand man of Potiphar. Goes into prison, does the same thing, becomes friends with the warden. Pharaoh comes calling, he has two people to back him up that say, what could you tell me about Joseph's life? Uh, yeah, Joseph's a hard worker, right? They're not saying, oh, that guy, I bought him for 10 cents. I wish I would have paid five. 
right? They say, Joseph, I let him take care of everything. He does my taxes for me. That's what's up. That's what Joseph's like. See, Joseph, making decisions years ago, comes to this point now, and his story is still being written, but they have all this to go off of, and they're like, oh, based on what's happened, Joseph's the right man for the job. Because that's how Joseph wanted his story to be written. For 13 years, Joseph has been writing a decision one step at a time. A story that has paved a way for him to become the second most powerful man in the nation. And that's not even the best part. I'm going to have the band come for real this time. I'm going to have the band come. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and we're going to start closing up today. See, even though we're getting into this happy ending with Joseph, it gets even better. Joseph rose to power because of God's ability, God-given ability to interpret dreams. The dream was talking about seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. And through that, they basically appointed him on disaster committee. They said, make sure there's enough when the famine hits. Make sure that we're good to go because we're going to have seven years of plenty, but in that seven years of famine, make sure we have enough. That was his job. There's a decision to be made. Just like the decisions before, sold into slavery, put in prison, second most powerful person in the nation. There's a decision. How do I respond? And Joseph went to work to the point where when the famine came, there was plenty for it to go around. That surrounding areas of Egypt got word that there is plenty of grain to be had. Egypt was in abundance. So Joseph opened up the store for everybody. Sure enough, who comes rolling up? His brothers. The same brothers that sold him into slavery. The ones who hated him. The ones that years prior made a decision that impacted his life forever. But don't forget, our decisions have consequences, right? Good and bad. We saw the bad, right? The brothers lived with that guilt, with that secrecy. Because as far as their father knew, he died. A wild animal killed him. But Here's the good side of things. Our decisions impact others. This is why we decide the story we're going to write because Joseph gets to impact the lives of his family right now. Joseph is the one that gets to decide what happens. Right? The decision is to be made right here. His brothers who hated him, sold him into slavery, wanted him dead, are at his door. 
Joseph could have walked in and said, oh, these guys? These guys? Nah, absolutely not. But that's not the story Joseph wants to tell. See, the story that Joseph wants to tell is that God has moved me from slavery to power so that when famine comes, my family's taken care of. That when God has been working through this for this moment here, because if it was Pharaoh, they wouldn't have known the famine was coming. There might not have been enough for Egypt. There might not have been enough. But see, God was moving. And now Joseph is there. Joseph's there ready to make that decision. Because your decisions have impact, church. You decide how to influence, how you write your story. Joseph could have decided, oh, I'm not going to work as hard for Potiphar. I'm just going to do my time, maybe get, maybe get a gold star every once in a while. But I'm not going to work hard. He wouldn't have been in power then. He could have said, oh, in my time in prison, man, they did me wrong. I ain't going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here. Maybe read my Bible, maybe pray a little bit. But I'm just going to sit here. It's not what he did. He decided, in these moments, my story is going to say God is moving through it all. And we could see it. We could see God moving. That's what I want my story to say. So the bottom line today, church, you decide, writers, and the written. You are the ultimate deciders and the authors of your story. You decide how it gets written. You decide how you respond. You decide how it gets written. See, if we put it, if we put it into context, for me, my parents were never married. I could have said, oh, okay, that's all right. I don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. I don't know what dinner at the table looks like. That's all right. That's okay. I'll just try to figure it out on my own. Or I could say, God, I want to be a father one day. I want to have a family one day. Show me. Show me how to do that. How can I write my story so that I don't end up like I did? Show me how to write my story to say, Bailey is a God-fearing man, and he is going to be, hopefully be a good dad, right? Right? How, show me how to have a successful marriage. Show me how to write my story. See, I could have just wallowed in pity and said, oh, my parents never got along. Or I can do something about it. Church, we are the ultimate deciders of our story today. You decide. So, for the 9,000th time today, our question is, what story do you want to write? Do you want to be like the brothers? Do you want to be like the brothers in the story? A story of anger? A story of secrecy? A story of shame? And even regret? Or do you want a story written like Joseph? Committed. God-focused. Hard-working doesn't give up. I hope we want the latter of the situation. I hope we want to write stories like Joseph. I believe we want to write stories like Joseph. And it's time to tell you 
that that begins today, right? Your story is still being written. Your story is still being written for you to decide how it ends. So whatever chapters you have from here on that you don't want to talk about, that you're like, ugh, we're going to skip that. That's okay because there's a new chapter today. And we're going to write a good story because our hope for our church, for our church family is that we live this life with less regret. We live life less of shame, of anger, of secrecy, that we write a story that we are proud to share, that we have a story that says, let me tell you about my life because God's hand's in it all. Let me tell you a story about my life because, yeah, it started a little bleak and a little, little rough here, but look where I'm at today. Look what God has for me. Let us write a good story today, church. Let us take after Joseph today. Let us write a good story starting today with every decision that we make. Let us tell that story. Can we do that today, church? Yes, amen. Can you, will you stand with me today, church? I love you guys. You guys are great. I'm going to pray over you guys. I'm going to pray over the dads as well. Thank you for being a part of church today. Thank you for being a part of the family. I love this family. I love the fathers that God has placed, the father figures God has placed in my life here. And so I just want to pray over us today. There's wings and root beer floats afterwards. Don't rush out. Don't be a bolter. Stay, hang out, have some fellowship today. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much. I thank you so much, God, for just this real life family. I thank you for the opportunity, God, to speak your word. God, I just lift up this congregation, Lord God, that the stories we are writing aren't over. God, the stories that you wanted our lives to tell aren't over. So God, I just pray now, work in the hearts of us. Show us, God. Be there in our decisions because our decisions matter today, Father. Our decisions are going to reflect the story you want us to tell. So God, I just pray right now that we get to just take a look at what story would glorify you today, Lord. God, have your hand in every story today, Father. God, I'm thankful for these dads, soon to be, eventually be, Father, dads that are right now. God, I just lift them up today, God. Let them feel appreciated. Appreciated. Let them feel important. Let them feel needed today, Father, because they are. God, I thank you for every single one that you've placed in my life today, Father. God, we love you. We thank you today, Father, in your precious and holy name, Father. Amen.